The Overview is a production of Chaman V TV. Find out more about the show at chamanv.tv. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 81 of The Overview. I'm Chaman V, and joining me tonight is Flame. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you? Good, good. And uh, ZP is going to be here. He apparently had something like pop up. It's literally like last minute while we were setting up. So uh, we got Doomfist for now, but hopefully ZP will join us a little bit later. But we're welcoming our first time guest, Mr. Trevor May, who is, uh, if you guys don't know him, he's uh, he's actually a pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, which are for, it's Minnesota Twins, right? Like, I'm yes, making Minnesota sure, Twins. making sure. God, he didn't get traded yes. like since the last time I <laughs> talked to you. But he's a he's a, a baseball pitcher, and you're probably wondering what is he doing on an Overwatch podcast. Well, he's also an o- the uh, one of the owners of Winston's Lab, uh, Winston Lab, which is like one of the websites we all use for all of our analytics. So, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah. So I actually ran into you at TwitchCon. So uh, yeah, was that your first TwitchCon or no? Uh, yes, first TwitchCon that has happened actually since I've been partnered. So uh, I thought that I would get out. And uh, I'll send another buddy that you met, Lassus, who yes. I also forced to come with me. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a great time. Oh, God, Lassus. So funny story with Lassus. So I, I ran into Lassus at the Blizzard party, and I'd never met Lassus in person. So um, it was so loud in there that when he introduced himself, I could not like literally hear a, a thing. So I was just kind of like, your classic... You know, when you meet somebody. And then so I ran, when I ran into him with you, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Lasses. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, you guys he hasn't live- left his house in a couple of years. So <laughs> that explains why we've never met him in person. You guys live close together? I mean, you guys, how do you guys know each other? I mean. So, funny story. Uh, I started when I played in beta or whatever. I yeah. uh, started to get into uh, Twitch a lot more. Um, you know, up until that time, I didn't have as much time and I was kind of injured. So yeah. I had a lot of downtime, got into Twitch, uh, and last was a f- couple, couple, the uh, one of the first couple guys I saw play, obviously I saw Tim, Tatman, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. and last plays with him. Um, and so we kind of st- struck a chord there. It happened to be when I, when I first was in his stream and I decided that I was like, oh, this guy deserves a sub. I subbed to him and he's talking about how he lives close to Tampa. Well, at the time I was in Tampa playing against the Rays. So I nice. uh, left him and his buddy some tickets and they came out and met me that day. And it was, he's just a cool dude. Like, nice. I, I don't know. He, he reminds me of people I grew up with and he's not that much older than me. We would have been in high school together. So, <laughs> cool. uh, uh, you know, like, as you know, in the Twitch scene, maybe I'm, yeah. a, I'm, 28 is is older in that uh demographic <laughs> yeah, you're still 31. a young man you're still still totally young <laughs> so so uh i'm in F- fort myers right now um at the twin spring training facility oh you're not that far from yeah. me dude i'm in florida too dude oh yeah but so over on the other he's coast. in sarasota yeah, yeah so yeah. so it made sense we just flew out of tampa and cool man and then there yeah good stuff well um you know, definitely great to have you on here, and uh, you know, I got a chance to talk. I mean, I met you there, obviously, so um, it was great getting you know talking to you about just analytics and all that good stuff. So I figured, why not just ask you to come on this week? You know, I think it'd be pretty fun just to uh, talk about, you know, again, like just kind of extend that that kind of conversation, and obviously talk about just Overwatch League and everything going on right now. 
Um, but we've got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. We had a big announcement just like, you know, one or two hours ago, with Jeff with a developer's update. On top of just everything we're going to talk about this week, which was Apex, of course, and uh, a lot of teams announcing their brands as well as their rosters, Boston in particular. Uh, so um, why don't we just jump right into it? Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I kind of had this starting off, but I think I'll mix up this order a little bit. Why don't we talk about the game a little bit? Um, you know, one of the things that they announced this week was that you can actually gift loot boxes now. Dude, that's that's like something we've been asking for a long time. So, uh, Flame, you gonna be gift gifted a bunch of loot boxes from your your uh, Discord or? I don't you know? know. It depends. Like, what would I do with the loot boxes right now? That's the question. <laughs> I mean, so someone did you get you know, everything in Halloween? Mm, no, I'm still missing. I think like one of the skins. I'm like 500 oh, yeah. gold short from the Symmetra skin or something, so I'm cons considering buying more boxes, but I don't want to go down that route. So maybe someone will gift me some. There you go. There you go, man. I'm, I'm sure that, that, that now that they, you know, what do you have? How many people do you have on there? Like 3,000 people now or something? Surely they can, yeah, surely they can donate a penny and get you it. That'd be cool. You could like dumb your kick them. Tell me you Threaten the kick. Thousand loot boxes right now. Yeah, sure, sure. tax them, tax them all loot boxes. <laughs> exactly. Show them who the the daddy is on that that Discord. Uh, but no, anyways, that it's a a great feature. It's something that a lot of people have been asking asking about, especially during the holiday season. Obviously, that's coming up. Um, so awesome that we we're gonna be able to do that. Um, Another thing too that's been in the news is that uh, we've been talking a little bit about just the the playership i guess for overwatch and you know last week we uh, we talked a little bit about matchmaking some of the issues there um but there was another article that came out that talked about pc banks right pc banks are usually um at least the percentage of play in pc banks usually gives us a, a little bit of a maybe a rough barometer of how things are going maybe for overwatch and just playership you know at least the playership over in korea and um you know it's reached the all-time low which is like 13.5 percent right now um you know I, th I think PUBG and League of Legends are, are somewhere around the 25, 23%. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Overwatch, like, passing League of Legends, you know, and then League of Legends, you know, uh, passed it back up for, like, like months. And then the meta changed, and, we, you know, Overwatch was close again. But it looks like it's taken a, a, a pretty far downturn, this, like, right now. And wanted to get your thoughts on that. What, like, what do you guys think of, of the general playership of Overwatch? Is, are we starting to see people leaving Overwatch, or is this just kind of like one of these um, just short-term trends that happen just throughout the year? Um, Trevor, what do you think? Like, let me ask you first, given you're your our new guest here. Well, as you two very well know, um, we're at a point here towards the end of the season where people who take the game very seriously, schedule their hiatus maybe from the game a little bit because of kind of what it devolves into. And myself <laughs> being a, a mid-diamond player, it's... Yeah. Well, I, everyone says they're in ELO hell, but I'm I'm right in the middle of Smurf territory. So it's 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 tough. Um, there's lots of 25s in my in my game playing. They're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're you know, they're decided they're going to see if they can get to GM and Symmetra. And that means they're a good player, but they don't care about you or what you want to do. So, right, right. Um, you know, there's like, there's just a lot of that type of things. A lot of, uh, mm -hmm. I think things that are weighted towards uh, carrying that in a game that isn't so carry heavy um, than your, your other first person shooters that you might have. Uh, and 
it's yeah. just it's just tough for certain people that play certain roles that are a large portion of the players. So that's why we see kind of this roller coaster of uh, uh, people coming and going, myself included. Uh, I've you know I've now have seven hundred hours of PUBG too. I, I play that quite a bit, and it's just it's mm-hmm. not. There are options. You don't have to depend on anybody else if you don't want to, and that's like it's mm-hmm. I, it's like a, it's like they timed it well or something. But at the end of the day, uh, one thing that Overwatch is crushing and crushes is it's a very 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 fun game, and that it kind of brings a lot of first person shooters people together with MOBA players, yeah, which are the two biggest genres, right? So okay. Okay. you can kind of scratch both itches, and I think that's why it saw the. I'm not worried about it in that the game is very, very fun when it's going well, like when everyone's like, Hey, let's play and actually win and try. It's extremely fun. And everyone's having a good time. Right. It's just, it's the things that the game itself uh, is not meant to be played that way. Or, you know, it, so you're, you're thinking it's the end of the season behavior type of thing. Uh, so possibly, yeah. When there's a lot of smurfing and you just kind of want to avoid it and, you know, like kind of wait until the next season today. starts. You're like not today. When, when's yeah. everyone come back to do their placements? Right, like, that's right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, Flame, what do you think, man? Hmm. I mean, I'm not too surprised, I guess. Like, other games are starting to become more popular, for sure. I mean, it's kind of weird, though, because I think Blizzard announced something like 350 million. Was it? It was some huge number, right? New, like, players yep. at the same time, like, recently. So, it's weird that they're seeing increases, but then the PC bangs are seeing decreases. But there's probably consoles, and I guess, like, events also bring mm-hmm. people up. Um. But I don't know. Overwatch still suffers from like this weird problem of like the game's more fun competitively than it is casually, and then you wind up in this spot where people start really prioritizing scrims. Or I think scrims are probably the most enjoyable way to play the game, at least with like six people. So okay. like if you don't have a full stack, it's kind of hard. And then like Trevor said, you can play PUBG now. Fortnite's also really good. I mean, Destiny just came out. I'm really enjoying that too. Um, you have a lot more options. It does feel yeah. like. I mean, Super Mario Odyssey's coming out tonight. Just throwing that well, out. Well, this there. this end of the year Might is be just gone, guys. crazy. <laughs> this, yeah. this end of the year is just crazy with releases. You know, like really big titles, a lot of, a lot of titles that people have been looking forward to. Um, so, you know, I, I guess as long as it's that, then there's nothing really much to worry about. You know, in terms of maybe just a droppage in in, in the playership. Uh, you know, where it could be a problem is, is if, you know, we are seeing, you know, actually people just so frustrated with what's going on, right? With the matchmaking and things like that, that's actually causing people to not come back. Uh, and it would be terrible timing given that Overwatch League is about to start. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I got kind of a, I, I would definitely lean towards what you guys are saying. You know, like I, I think that it has a lot to do with timing right now with the end of the season mixed with just a lot of these big games. Um, so not yet is it something to worry about, I would say, but, you know, I still think that something needs to be done by the end of the year, you know, for the matchmaking to be, you know, not crazy problematic because, you know, there's more and more people talking about it like every, you know, every day and not even just like the hardcore, you know, like we have our, our subreddit, right? Obviously a cow and, and obviously we're super hardcore, uh, the group. But now you're starting to see like just more and more of this talk like seeping into like more, I don't know, the main, you know, more gaming mainstreamish type of talk. And that's, that's when it starts to get bad. So uh, hopefully they will do something about it really, really soon. Um, but okay, uh, there's also another post. Did you see that post by Modern or uh, Flame? Like 
I read the, some of it, but I yeah. didn't go through it. It was super long, man. So I compared I it to like one of Jake's massive <laughs> no, posts. No. And I was it like, was, ten, it was like 10 times longer than even Jake's like long winded well, You things. have to like combine all of Jake's into <laughs> one at this point because it's one per week, every week for six months. Yeah, yeah. And Modern, you know, for those of you that wonder who Modern is, Modern is like a former uh, player who is uh, on... I think it was on Flash Lux. Is that right? I think he, he was a form, like a tank on, I think, Flash Lux that was, uh, you know, in Apex, like season two and three. Uh, anyways, he's like really popular for, um, I guess, like from a standpoint of streaming and a lot of people respect his like opinions on stream and things like that. So he posted this long diatribe about, you know, the issues with Overwatch right now and what needs to happen. So a lot of the sentiments I think a lot of us have had, at least some of them, but, um, you know, Maybe take a look at it. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, you definitely got a little bit of uh, some traction on the the subreddit yesterday. I think it was. Uh, but anyways, biggest the b big thing is just like hopefully they'll change something uh, really soon. One thing that we have been talking about for a long time is spectating, right? And tonight we actually heard some news on spectating. So uh, did you guys check out the latest developers update that got posted a couple hours ago? Trevor, I did. Yeah. What do you think, I man? We were it. we were just kind of talking about a few things. So, yeah, any any initial thoughts right off the bat without seeing anything? Well, uh, they they hit, they hit on a bunch of things that I didn't even think about. That that watching even you know watching uh, the Apex Finals the other day, uh, you're like, there's some there's so much going <laughs> oh on here, God, right? Yeah, there's yeah. something that they could change here. So the big thing for me was the uniforms are cool. For one thing, from a fan standpoint, they're gonna love that just because they're in the custom, you know, colors of the team or whatever it is. But uh, the color coding of everyone's fire and everything, and actually like being able to distinguish which tracer is teleporting around and shooting thousands of bullets a minute, mm -hmm. um, or whose pulse bomb went out. Uh, it take that's just that way you can get a better feel quicker, I think, for who's winning the fight. Because that's the problem. Everyone's like, the, the casters are also talking so freaking fast that you're like, okay, they think this is winning, someone's winning it, but they're not sure either. So <laughs> we don't know who's winning the fight until it's like over. Uh, and 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 for the casual viewer, that's yeah, too much true. work, right? So uh, that was all very cool. I think that the 2D overlay where it shows where everybody is and that it's like, updating even to where like the dot is teleporting around with tracer like that's really it's like really a cool. mini map it's kind of like that mini map concept that we've been mini map yeah I don't, I don't know that like uh, uh like it's not mini CS though it's big <laughs> yeah csgo uh and like some league teams use the the program shadow right that shows they can map their like where everyone was the whole oh, game okay. i think that's right. going to give them the ability to like later or even the people who are running the production or whatever that's just another tool they can use also so it's uh the more just like and i go to baseball a lot so excuse me for that but the the excite the watching baseball is much more excited now and I, I know there's lots of people that probably don't watch baseball but um they've added a lot of that type of stuff to baseball with stat cast with being able to add things digitally to yep. tell you how fast the ball is being hit off a of bat not just thrown all kinds of cool stuff that as a viewer is makes the experience just way 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 better so right. they are they're hitting those kind of things on the nail. So I, yeah. I like it. I think that following the freaking game is like without having to get a headache is what people want. That's it. So yeah. I think that will solve a lot of those problems. I think it'll be well received. Yeah, just kind of like listing through the, some of the things like real quick, like TLDR for those of you that may not have seen the video. Um, like, like Trevor said, like they're going to be adding team uniforms now. 
So no more just red and blue, like we've been just dying for like for a long time. Uh, so we'll actually have the, uh, I guess, like maybe the brand colors like associated with each of the teams. And not only that, there'll be a concept of home and away. So we'll get that classic white, you know, like basically white is, I guess, normally like away these days, right? And, and the color is home. So maybe we'll get something like that too, um, just during the matches. And then there's also like an interactive map, which he's talking about. And that's kind of like a 2D thing that's kind of, that's overlaid on top of what you normally see. And then there'll be some smart camera, third person smart cameras, instant replays from kill feed. Uh, game's going to pause now automatically whenever somebody disconnects. Um, and then there'll be some, some automated tournament interface, um, uh, that will, you know, help with just, you know, just humans, I guess, making errors and things like that. So, um, those are some of the things that he just listed. There's definitely more, um, at least it sounded like there's more to come, uh, but flame, what do you think about some of these things that he just mentioned? Did you know about I mean, these actually before? Or no, I mean, I knew some of them, but they sound like yeah. production shortcuts. They don't sound like spectating enhancements, if that makes sense. Like the uh, uniforms and stuff yeah. is cool. Yeah, for the viewer, but they made the HUD I think worse in this update. The actual HUD when you're spectating, so like it came at a cost, and I don't know if I agree with it. Like it's harder now to tell who has ult at first glance. It's harder to tell what heroes are being played at first glance. Mm, so that's like true. They, it's like they took a couple, like they took a lot of steps forward from a production standpoint. Like the replays from Killfeed is sick, and the third person like mm -hmm. auto director is really sick. But I don't know that the viewers get to actually use the map, or if that's something for like the spectators again. Um, like I, I don't think there's. I think it's mostly for spectators screen. and probably like you know casters or whatever, right? Yeah, they like um, made it really good for the casters, but for the average viewer, I think they made it worse. So like there was a trade off here, and I hope that they update the HUD to like be on par with things. all this other stuff. Yeah, like the HUD needs more love, I think, just from a casual viewer standpoint. Mm, okay, that's a good point. I think the interactive map there probably is a way to just show it by itself. You know, I, I don't know if they know the the most um you know uh, aesthetic way to show it like i you know i don't know if you show it against a black background or whatever right like maybe it's something like trevor was mentioning with csgo right they have this this other kind of view that shows just the general map right yeah um, that's what it sounded like to yeah. me because he was like you could see players like anywhere so yeah. like it definitely wasn't like regionalized it was definitely just the like entirety a, of the entire map. map right yeah. yeah so i think we'll have to figure out best the, at least the production uh, team will have to figure out the best practices to to make it look good. You know, whenever they do flash to it. Um, but I know what you mean. Like, how, how do you know what the HUD even looks like? Like, did, have you seen it or something? Like, no, I went to spec. I mean, oh. if you go and spec on PTR, they have. Oh, the okay, okay. HUD, if you just, okay, I didn't get a chance to do that. They yet. like moved the alt where the alt is. They like made the player icon smaller. It's know, it's weird to me. Okay. They yeah, made the fonts a little better on some of the stuff, but you can't. It's hard to. It's still hard to tell which team has better health. It's hard to tell. It's way harder to tell which team has ult advantage, and then it's like there's just a few like really small things. I still think that like health should always be displayed top to bottom, not left to right. It's like really hard to tell how much health you have if you have to read a bar going left to right as opposed to just seeing where the tick mark is on a vertical. Mm, um, that's a good point. Yeah. There's like stuff like that. That's like you like user. Okay. You know, user experience stuff that I think still needs. I'll have to take a look at that too. If you, if Small. man, if it's hard to dis distinguish alt advantage, that's a big issue, right? Because it's definitely harder than so it important. is currently. Okay, but but can or you was. still? You can still see who has alt or not, right? Yeah, you can still see as alt, but it's it your brain. It takes a lot longer for your brain to like. Okay, well, that could be just it. something to get used. You know, it's more more no. about getting used to than no. Okay, it's just objectively worse. <laughs> okay, All it's right, not like a right. trade off. It's just worse. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I mean, you know, definitely these, some of these changes where uh, we've been hearing about, you know, just kind of like rumored. Uh, so this is just the beginning. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they, uh, I'm guessing they're just going to immediately use it at world or, um, at, in, at BlizzCon in about what, yeah. seven days now. So, uh, I think we'll get a chance to see it in full action and at least the team will have, I'm assuming they've had like at least three weeks or maybe four weeks with the spectator mode to, to try to, to really, um, you know, rehearse with it and things like that. So I'm really excited to see what's going to, what it's going to look like. I, I have a feeling that the world cup is going to look really, really good. I, I hope it looks good. I hope it looks better than the apex final. <laughs> Let's just put it that way because the apex final was really hard to watch at certain points because of partially because of how good the players are and they just wanted to focus on the players, you know? So, um, I can't wait to see that, but um, kind of moving on. If we're talking about just uh, some some more um, you know news involving like like Overwatch League and things like that, we've had a lot of teams uh, announce their brands, and um, I, it just seems like this is the week to do it, right? Just given that the the October thirtieth date is coming up, and um, you know that's that's generally the cutoff for all the players to be picked up. And uh, so we, we've got, what, three teams that announced their brands this week. We had Soul. The Soul Dynasty came out today, which was uh, pretty cool with the, um, let's see. Let's just take a look at the, the logo here. Let me just bring it up real quick. Um, it's a, we, we're like judging logos on this show. That's what we did last week. So we might as well judge this one too. So this one's a tiger. Uh, what do you guys think? Out of one I to like 10 that. scale, what do you guys think? I'll give it, I'll give, I okay, I'll give the, the font below. I like the font below a lot. I'll give that an eight. Okay. You like the, the tigers, font. tigers up there, six, seven, eight. Okay. Yeah, so eight. you got an eight and like a, a six or seven for the, for the, uh, the logo. Okay. That's pretty good. Fine. Top tier. The colors are top tier. Yeah. The logo is a little like generic for my liking. It's no Shanghai dragons. That's for sure. Like it's literally just a tiger head. Yeah. It's, There's it's like some clean, symbols though. in there. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. cool. But it's it's definitely better than some of the other ones. I would say <laughs> that like it's not as good as their right, font. It's not as good as their colors. What I said, what do you give it? I give the font and the colors a solid nine, ten. Nice. But I give the nice. logo probably like a six or a seven. Okay, okay, yeah. Because like if you look at the if you look at that logo initially, you're not gonna. That's the problem, right? It has to be like distinguishable. Yeah. When you look at it, I don't know what the word is. It doesn't look. It doesn't necessarily look like it's a sports logo at first glance, and it also doesn't scream overwatch to me or like yeah any city in particular as opposed to like i mean the boston one is kind of cool but it felt like a flag mixed with some we'll talk about the boston one in a second we'll talk about i'm just saying um, comparatively it doesn't feel like a sports logo okay okay so you guys love the font huh like i mean i think it's pretty like, bad fonts i think it's okay i mean i think this font's okay i mean it's it's like seven or something That's, like that it has the lambda in it Half-Life it, it does i mean it does have lambda i mean yes i saw the lambda but, but still it's just kind of like okay it's cool it's like seven i'll give it a seven and then the colors i do like the colors. so i'll give the colors like a nine um yeah the tiger man i, I think it's a seven but it's only because I, I think it just looks like an emoji or something you know it yeah, doesn't really quite I mean, look like, like yeah, and I just watched the Jungle Book on my last flight, the, oh my gosh, the live action dude. one, and I just Jeez. don't like tigers after that. <laughs> but overall, I think that, you know, solid, solid brand, you know, like I, I think just the overall um, emblem and everything. So the next Diva up, we, skin. wait, wait, the Diva skin, though. Forget the, the colors, the Diva skin. Wait, where's the Diva that was skin? pretty sick. I don't, let's see it. What do you mean you can see it? Go to the Overwatch League website. 
right, let me go to it. Hold on. I was like looking at freaking ESPN. <laughs> Overwatch League. Okay, okay, okay. I should have just gone there in the first place. What am I doing, man? What am I doing? Okay, here we go. All right, let me... Let me okay, going to Venture B instead. All right, here we go. Okay, the Diva skin. Oh, man. That is cool. Classy. Dude, I want that skin, dude. That, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, the, the branding and the that's colors. Totally, yeah, that's totally cool. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the B skin, but it's like... It's like different. It's like the opposite color. It's like carbon mixed with the B mixed with... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now that that was one of the better like actual heroes, right? That are associated with it. So that one's definitely really cool. Uh, the next one we had was um, the Los Angeles Valiant, which um, actually let me just do the same thing for that one too. <laughs> I might as well. Uh, and they, um, you know, what's interesting about them is that you know the one LA team is obviously the, the Gladiators, and this one is um, the Valiant or whatever, right? And I don't know. For some reason, I would just think the Immortals would be more like, like you know, like the the Gladiator type of thing. But um, it, it turns out that I guess they they took that name before them. Shoot, where's the emblem? I'm trying to find it. I mean, the question now is, what's the Gladiator's logo? Is it a helmet? Are they both helmets? Like, what would you? What else would you use to be a Gladiator? Yeah, a sword and a shield or something. I don't know. Oh, that's true. I guess it's not really like a centurion type of thing right i just mean like if you're gonna pick a gladiator when i think gladiator i think helmet right or like a sword like or a helmet and a sword and like someone fighting a tiger or something right but that maybe feels someone immortal. fighting a tiger <laughs> maybe it could have been that yeah maybe a spear Where the heck is it? okay here it is gosh man, it took me forever sorry here we go there we okay there it is there it is okay here we go we've showed it in here all right, so we we've got we've got a helmet. We've just got you know like more of a a winged helmet, which is like it's godly, right? It feels very Skyrath Mage. Okay, I don't know if anyone okay. plays Dota, but it looks very yeah, it Skyrath does. Mage. That's kind of cool though. I mean, Skyrath Mage would be kind of cool. All right, what do you think of the colors? All right, same thing. Scale one to ten. Mm, I like the colors too. I like the logo. The logo is top tier. Colors are questionable. You know that yellow doesn't work. I don't think. I think the logo would look much better on a darker background. I think it's just presented wrong here, like on a light gray background. So it's kind of hard to see the helmet. Yeah, it needs like a stroke or something yeah. on the logo. Yeah, I think everything needs a stroke. Even the like the whole thing needs a stroke or something because it <laughs> it looks like it would look better, but it gets lost yeah. in backgrounds. Yeah, I, I think so. But I do like the colors. I like the, you know, kind of, it's kind of Baylor colors or something like that. But, um, and, and the logo, I think, is solid. So, overall, I, what, what do you think about this font? You like this font better? Or you, you think that, nah, the Dynasty is still better? No, and you compare this to Dynasty, this is just like... <laughs> this is just regular stuff. Yeah, this is like Times New Roman with, like, A's that are missing the connection. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I like it, though. I'm, 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 I'm a clean, very clean, simple... Like when I get logos and stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I like it. I don't it's know. Generally, what people have tried it are the logo is easily probably one of the best. It's up there with Shanghai, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could have used maybe another color mm -hmm. because it's kind of weird to me that they have this green, but the green's not part of the logo. Does that is that weird to anybody else? Good point. Yeah. There's no green yeah. outline or something, or like yeah, like there's no green uh, in the like it's not they're, like their colors are yellow and green, but the logo is only yellow. So like, where's the green? Right, right, right. I know what you mean. 
All right, so next up, we've got Boston. And Boston's got some more news to announce, too, which is the roster, which we'll talk about. But, okay, here's Boston's um, uh, logo as well as the font. So, um, okay, what do you guys think about this one? This one's different. This one's definitely not just, like, a picture of something. This was actually, a, a, I felt, more of a, a custom design. It's got the BU uh, in it, right? It feels yeah, Boston like, University. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a Division three college. Is what it feels like. But it, it, it looks like it'd be sick on like a flag hanging down from something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's because. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. Because it that a would flag. be a, a banner like, or something like that. that yeah, like a banner. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I feel like it would be so much better if there wasn't yellow in it. Like the the yellow just like seems like off. At least in the the logo. I well, know they the have colors. another. They have another weird problem. That's what I mean. The yeah. colors are weird for me. Some of these because their logo again. Their logo is just a, one shade. I don't. I don't like the one shade logos because there's no contrast and you don't get to keep the team's colors in the logo. I feel like you need your team's colors in the logo. So like, there's a straight up problem here. For my, this is just me like spitballing. But like, why isn't there yellow in the logo? There is yellow in the logo. What are you talking about? No, there's <laughs> yellow in the name. The logo is just a solid white. No. Are you uh, looking at the same Twitter thing I'm looking right at, dude? Uh, their Twitter. Look, the, the thing that has a B and a U, you know, like the thing that we're talking about, that kind of merger. Trevor, if you can back me up here. Go to their Twitter. There's yellow. There's yellow. No, I know what you mean. The one on Twitter is is different. It's yeah. not even centered. It's, yeah, the, the ignore the Twitter one. Ignore oh the Twitter God, one. This is this is their logo. That has the one like, they put on their Twitter is different <laughs> than that. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Now I'm confused. Okay, that's kind of weird, but... But um, I think this is their logo because I think their colors are like yellow, blue, and and I guess black too, right? Um, but you know, I, I don't mind the custom design. It's definitely um, different. You know, it's it's not something you've seen before, obviously. But uh, uh, I just think that looks so sick. Why didn't they make that their Twitter? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, the one on Twitter. Oh the one, I need to look like, at the one in the announcement's really nice you, looking. You, you guys the one are on like, Twitter okay, is let's like, see what eh. the one on Twitter. I don't even know what it looks like. The one on Twitter like literally budget. looks like an online university. So. Yeah, that's what that's what I was talking about. Oh, no, Other one looks no, better. Okay, let me look. And it's not centered, and it's kind of fuzzy. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, this is the one on Twitter. All right. Okay. All right. I get it now. I get it now. Okay, that is yeah. That is not wait why one. why are people flaming me for saying it's sick it's like it's clean it gives you the team colors it gives you the team name in it and it's like stylized as a logo like it's, you look at it and you see the b and the u so automatically you think false enough like, it's just the yellow for me man like i the yellow yeah. um you know just the outlining of it is it just seems off to me like i almost think that one, one you know either the blue or the black shade in the logo probably should have been some kind of darker yellow um just i mean it's, people it's, like i hate when people are commenting on the colors being ugly because like the mets have some of the ugliest colors like orange and blue don't go together but you know like eventually you see it enough times to get used to it about? do they really though Dude, is orange and is gators, orange and blue the, better than orange the, and yellow or blue and yellow i think blue and yellow is better i'm not saying but blue I mean, and yellow is, is bad i'm just saying like i i just have a hard time like again this could be like a background issue but i have a hard time seeing the yellow maybe because it's, it's white though. you know it's like it's really, really tough that way. But okay, same thing. Font. <laughs> One uh, through ten. I like the font too. I actually yeah, like the font. font. <laughs> I actually like the font. Good. Good yeah. So it I'm looks give custom. It yeah, yeah, exactly right. It looks video gameish too to me. So I, I, I does, give it a yeah. nine. I give the font a nine. Uh, logo. 
This one's hard because like it could be better, but it's also <laughs> not bad. I give it. Six. I'll give it a six. I'll give us. I'll give us. Well, I'll give it a seven. I think. Okay. All right. I like how Boston's written though. Written. That's like the what they use for literally all of their other teams. Like oh, the, is it? the Red Sox. It's very close to. It's very close. Like the B is not stylized, but when they go, when they have their block letters on their yeah. unis. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely cool. All right, and if we if we kind of bring up some of the uh, just the past ones that we were t- we were talking about before, and you know, just for folks that might not have remembered, or it has the value on there too. All right. So, which one is the worst logo so far? <laughs> Are we still on the shock? As <laughs> the worst logo? Yeah, that's not. Okay. Yeah. Right, Looks like a WNBA team. <laughs> I mean, we but, still we still struggle with the logo. We still don't even know what the logo is. Like, is it just but the like little the little sound waves that are supposed to be the the bridge? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, but yeah, but that's the logo. Idea. Isn't yeah, that the logo? No, someone. It's like a little. It's like a little stylized SF. I think that like people uh, have on their streams, but for some reason, it's nowhere to be found on their Twitter. So yeah. Okay, if, if that's, that's the case, that that would be better because right now I we're think still the name is the logo. That's why I think it's a WNBA team. They don't have logos. They just have their name in some stylized that's writing. True. That's maybe true. That's that logo's not done. Thinking. Maybe they're still waiting for it. That's true. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe the but copyright they're... didn't go through, and they're afraid of someone sniping it. <laughs> oh, you think or so? The trademarking rather yeah. than just a copyright as a trademark. I don't know about that. Wow. Uh, but anyways, it's all good and fun, guys. We're just having some fun with some of these. I mean, overall, it's really really cool to start seeing some of the team logos, and and really, you know, this is starting to become more and more real. Obviously. Um, at least in, in the eyes of all of us who are just fans. Um, but let's talk about the roster for uh, Boston because that was like one of the big things that, that also was announced. Um, uh, just the video with Huck, you know, uh, talking or introducing the roster. So Boston's roster was one of the most talked about or rumored thing or gossipy thing that was going on like in the subreddit people saying that oh it's crap some people saying oh it's not as bad as everybody thinks and, and everything well it's finally out there it's uh it's striker gamsu uh calios uh, mistakes snow dream casper kellex note and head coach is crusty assistant coaches shake mini and uh analyst mr bleeple um so yeah first thing i have to say is like first thing i noticed right off the bat is that Almost none of those those guys have like you know name recognition. I think for the general competitive Overwatch audience, you know, I think a lot of players and people you know that really really follow these teams super closely, like all the teams, uh, will know who these guys are. But for the most part, I I bet most people don't even know even one of them. <laughs> like, I mean, would you agree with that? Mm, no, no, Gamsu and mistakes are pretty like yeah, if you watch okay, anything okay. in you, the past like six months you'll know who gamsu mistakes yeah are. okay okay if you watch korean first yeah, okay that's true i give you that but for the most part I, I just feel like you know there is like out of all the rosters there's pro- probably the least amount of name recognition on this it's the least roster. it's the least obviously marketable yes or like yeah i'll give it that yeah trevor how do you think about this roster same. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's the least obviously marketable. Um, there is a distinct correlation between people put in place to run the teams, the owners of the teams, and kind of what they bring to the table, and then how these teams are being presented uh, and uh, or even put together. So, like, uh, um, you know, Huck 
This is very a very huck team from what I've what I've heard. What does that even uh, mean? Like so it's he, a very huck team. He's very he was back and forth a lot. I've I've talked to him quite a bit. Um okay. it doesn't let's just put it it doesn't surprise me. Um and again, like I know who two people are. So uh it is the least marketable team and a lot of teams are kind of going in the super marketable because it is the first season and it's important to have an element of that. You know, the uh, yeah. very the very uh, um, recognizable names. Yeah. At least get a couple of them on your team so that you can get the ball rolling. You can get the you know you can get the fan base going. You know, what I mean things yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things I, I've heard, you know, from just around the community is just that the Boston team tr- tried out probably the most people too. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's you know because they tried out so many people. Maybe that, that's one of the, uh, another reason why they it resulted in you know in just all like just the array of different players that they could have cho- chosen from was just greater. Um, but it, it is a bit surprising because, you know, some of these guys I wouldn't say are necessarily like way better than some of the guys still without teams, you know, that do have more name value. So it's, I'm pretty curious as to, you know, like why they chose these guys. I mean, um, you know, if you win in the end, it doesn't matter, right? Like these guys will make names for themselves if the Boston team ends up just destroying everybody. Uh, but if you don't, then you have nothing to fall back on. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it's it's going to be, you know, the least talked about team if they don't do anything here. Um, so, Flame, like, what do you think? What do you think about building a team like this? I mean, I think this team is actually not that bad, though. Like, I, I wouldn't say you know, some people, oh, it's going to be last team. No, I mean, people thing. are complaining I don't about think so. like, esports players, yeah. but like, whatever, man. The problem that I have with the roster is that they announced eight players instead of 10. So, like, naturally, you're going to get a lot more hate, I think. Like, for all I know, they have two really good players or, like, two superstar, marketable, last-minute pickups that maybe just they have. available. They picked up two people. That- yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, maybe if you add those two, this roster just sounds, like, good, and then they have some really good subs, you know? Like, I don't know what the, who those last two are. Usually, I'm on top of this, but <laughs> I have not been doing my homework on the Boston roster. That said, though, I've heard really good things about Krusty like from other people, especially um, Korean coaches. Mm-hmm. So like that's a huge point that I think people are overlooking is how good is the coaching staff. Um, I've spoken to Shake a few times. He seems like a very competent person, you know, and smart and good at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they have a pretty strong head and assistant coach. I don't know much about many or bleeple, but just from Shake and Krusty, I'm sure that that's like a massive pickup. Mistakes is obviously good. Gems is obviously good. Um it really comes down like this team will come down to like how well note performs and how well I think like striker performs because Kelios is also really good. So like this team's strong. It's just a matter of who are their last two pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it does seem like how kind of went from more like, I want the humble quiet team that I can like coach up and make really good versus like the personalities. Like some teams I think are going to have too many personalities and this team might not have enough. So like, but I don't know that. I don't know all of these players on a personal level. Right. I know, you know, maybe one of them has really strong personalities, but it is going to be interesting to me how this team functions because they're kind of going down that immortals road where they mix like half Korean with I half know. That's North American. Right. And then you wind up in like this weird spot where like it might work short term, but then does it work long term? Are the coaches prioritizing Korean players over North American players? Because I know that that's like a thing that some Korean coaches are, like, very pro-Korean. Some European coaches are very pro-European and then, like, just have, like, these weird biases that don't translate well into success. But 
I've heard good things about Krusty, and Sh- I know Shake is like a good person. So I'm assuming that this team can do well. I don't think that they're yeah. going to be the bottom. I think the other teams will be. I mean, more. hell, Shea could just step in whenever, <laughs> anytime too to play. Yeah, if he to. To the team. Exactly. No, the, you make a good point, man. The, the diversity and just the nationality here. I mean, we're talking like NA, EU, and Korea, and you know Russia too. Like all all represented here. So it's it's going to be super diverse. Communications obviously been one issue that lots of people have brought up. You know, coaching coaches and analysts and everything. So. Um, that's going to be one challenge for this group for sure. If uh, you know they don't all speak English very well, I mean, I'm I'm assuming English is going to be at least what they'll try to communicate in, just being some will, kind of. I will say though, as like a side note, that a lot of players are just, I mean, people who like like to what's the word rank players or whatever mm-hmm. aren't so in tune with the personalities in game, and like some players are very good stream personalities or very good like. Mm-hmm just you know irl personalities but then in game or like on in a team setting they become like toxic and like awful people to be around so like maybe huck is prioritizing personality here more than other teams are and like not forcing the name value thing i don't know there's a lot of potential here because again he does have this nice underdog story going for him now he does have like if if the team performs well he'll look a lot better and if the team performs poorly i mean people expect that so like they do have this nice I don't know what the word is. Like, people won't expect anything from them, which takes pressure off them. And then when they do perform, if they do perform, it'll just be really good for them all. Yeah, I think it's interesting, uh, and I think it comes back to what you said. You tr- they tried out so many players mm-hmm. that um, Huck and Huck and the guys making the decisions obviously have their process and the things they're looking for. Um, and it probably developed through the entire process of trying people out, but. Um, you know, when you when you see hundreds of players, uh, uh, you kind of narrow down and shave down what you're looking for. So I think it, you know, probably has elements of, you know, they found a really good leader leadership role that, you know, plays a role that allows them to shot call. And um, maybe these three guys have the ability to uh, communicate really well in English. Mm-hmm. You know, that could that could have came, come because, you you know, when half your team playing is, is Korean and the other three are speaking English, there there has to be some. Sort with the amount of communication in this game, there has to be some sort of barrier there that needs to be overcome because you're just creating problems for yourself that yeah that you're going to be starting on the back foot anyway. So, but you know, like I said, when you see that many players, you, you from what I can can gather, and obviously not being told explicitly, but there is a process there, and and uh, uh, um, that that gives you kind of hope yeah, that they it's not random. Guys. It's either going to work or <laughs> you know something. I mean? like, he touched on it. He touched yeah, on it in like, his. I want to say it's like he was doing like that twenty questions thing on Twitter. Twitter yeah, but he he touched on it a bit where it was like every team's gonna have their own style, I guess is the word, or like their own Method. priorities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like he went with the tryouts. Some teams didn't do tryouts. Some teams bought full rosters. Some teams mixed full rosters. I mean, some teams bought two full rosters. You know, like it, it like it's a philosophy versus philosophy battle at that point. Some teams went all star players. Some teams went no star players. And I think that that's going to be one of the interesting storylines for the league in general. But I'm, I mean, I will say that there is value in getting a team of people who feel like they need to prove themselves and will probably work together to prove themselves. So yeah, going from that angle, there's yeah. definitely potential. And like, I don't know, I think people are being overly critical right now, but yeah. they have some very powerful players on this roster. Like you can't 
straight up say it like I don't know for all you know like Dreamcast could be, yeah, could be playing like flex support or something and maybe he's just going to be grinding it the other thing that people have to realize too is that the season doesn't start until January and it doesn't end mm-hmm. for like a really long time after that so <laughs> there's a lot of time for this team to figure out where their strengths are and you know make additions if they need or it's making bold claims like all oh, those teams going to finish last like now is kind of I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, outside of like a, a few of the teams, I mean, every single team is going to have to learn how to play with each other. You know, like there's only three teams I think that actually have full rosters that are you know that will be playing. And they well, I think that that's like a disadvantage to be honest to have a okay. full team coming in because hmm. if your team's peaking now, what's the, like? What, do you think they're going to get better? Like that's that's another question. So, like some teams will probably maintain their peak, but I think some. I had this conversation recently about like players that. Like where where's the player's peak and have they hit it yet? And like how much better can a player get? And I think some teams are like at their peak now and have peaked because they've like tasted victory too much or something. Like there's yeah, there's like weird mentality philosophies here that like I think go into it. But I think that there's something scary about a team that has no pressure on them that people expect to fail that can come in here and just make themselves better as a unit as yeah. opposed to as individuals. Well, it's hunger, right? I mean, it's it's one of those yeah. things. Like when you when you're sitting on top of the hill. I mean, we've talked about it even in terms of the meta, right? Like when teams are good because of a certain meta, they don't change. Like they don't try to develop, innovate, like into the next meta because yeah, it's just you don't have to. Like you don't have to do it until somebody's knocked you off your pedestal, right? So um, yeah, I know definitely know what you mean. Uh, so really curious to see how this team ends up playing out. You know, I think this. Um, you know, now that Boston's, you know, just when we're going to start seeing more and more of the rosters, we're going to start, um, you know, developing storylines around each of them. Uh, so, yeah, this will be very, this will be more of an underdog thing, I think, with them. But, man, that would be an incredible story if it ends up working out for them. Uh, another roster that I think it's not officially confirmed, but many sources I feel like have been confirming at this point, including even... I think I think even Jacob was like wrote an article about, but C9 Kongdu um, has bought the GC Busan roster, which uh, we're about to talk about Apex, but kind of you can kind of you know figure out what what happened in Apex, but uh, GC Busan is definitely one of the teams that a lot of people were pointing at, like if they don't make the uh, the first season of Overwatch League, that's just going to be ridiculous. You know, it's it's almost like a um, a little bit of a, um, a blemish to the, the league, you know, if, if uh, the team that just won Apex, you know, or you know, doesn't make it into the, the league. So that's obviously not going to be the case now. So we, we see what is essentially Kung Du Panthera and GC Busan combined. Are we, we going to get a super team here, guys? Or are we just going to see just kind of a mess and we're going to have to see how it plays out? What do you guys think? Six, Le- six LeBrons. <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen that, right? Just well, you need a team full one. of all-stars. You know, that can be a problem, right? Especially in the same positions. and Like, who's going to be their tracer? <laughs> like, it's going to be sick. What do you think? weird. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to not work. I mean, that's my opinion. I don't, I'm not sold on the rosters, to be honest with you. I mean, Busan won Apex. And this will be probably an unpopular opinion that people will flame me for. But... I think that if Team Lunatic High had Fleta and Munchkin on their team during the season, mm-hmm. they would have like slaughtered Busan. Really? I think Busan played really well. I think that they have like some of the best team chemistry in the game. But I think like tit for tat, some of their players aren't as um 
don't know the word is like people have this weird mentality where like the best team is automatically has the best players as opposed to like could I make upgrades here or there. Oh, you can definitely. I think like Busan's yeah. strength is in their team. It's not in their individual parts. Like the team Busan is really good, but I don't know that if you split them up into different pieces, they stay that what like stay that good. So I don't know how good it is if you start taking out profit and put in burgering. And like if you pull out, you know, I, f- I forget who their tank is. It's like, Fissure? I, I'm so tired today. Fissure. I have not no, watched. No, gesture, just, gesture. Yeah, if gesture, you take out gesture and put yeah, in gesture. fissure or like mix them at the same time, like there's so much potential for just stuff to go you wrong. You can't go wrong with those two. I mean, we're talking like two no, of the best wrong, tracers. But you can, but you can right? You can if there's in alliances the in the team before it starts. Right. If like four players are friends and then you have enough, you're mixing friend groups now and teams that have biases and like maybe this support thinks that he's better than that support, but they're now on the same team. I don't think that these teams plan to be on the same team. And stuff like that's like a big deal. You can say like, okay, I could mix Envious with Lunatic High and make a super Lunatic High Envious team, but like, would it really be better than either Lunatic High or Envious? And like, that's the question that I have yeah. here because I don't, I think Busan is really good, but I think Busan is good because they're Busan, not because yeah. they have six players that are really good. Sure, um, sure. And that's like a scary, I, it's not scary, but that's like something to think about. Yeah. Like, will this team be able to mix these two parts will these two parts work well together will there be communication issues do you know who the shot caller is on busan versus who the shot caller is on kongdu can you mix the two roles is there suddenly now a really talkative tank with a very talkative support and a very talkative dps like where were the holes in the team that started and then what are you filling and replacing so there's like i mean even back to what we were saying about like boston Mixing superstar players all together doesn't work if you just look at the history of Overwatch. I mean, like, the most famous case was the old NRG roster. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, friends, stream team. But, like, it just fell on its face. And I think that that's, like... Well, friends, that stream team, those weren't necessarily, like... They weren't necessarily the best players, you know. Like, pe- I mean, people are like Seagull, IDD, QD. Let's get all these... Like, I, know, but, I mean, you could... At yeah. the time, they were probably some of the best players. But my point being that, like... You can't mix. You can't just like pull cultures together. Well, and, there's or, there, like, yeah, team I mean, cultures d- definitely, and, like, and throw them into a pot and say, "Here's a here's a good team." Yeah, I mean, we've seen many instances of this, right? And even in sports, right, Trevor? I mean, even in your sport, I mean, you, you there are egos. There are there is chemistry. There's such things that, as all all of those things. And and look at even just the two teams in the World Series right now. They're not all star teams, right? I mean, they're they're literally not like the best players at every single position playing on these two teams. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, what's your take? I mean, do you think that it's possible to make a team that's like an all-star team and have it be, um, you know, successful in Overwatch or, or even in, in just sports generally? I mean, is it? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. But again, like, if the chemistry is not there, then none of that matters. So like yeah. part of the creating the super team is there is someone there that creates the chemistry amongst the players because, mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy you bring that up too. I, I I've had a lot of conversations about um, in not only just e- Overwatch but every esport um, things that are kind of overlooked because of the nature of video games is the human aspect that people are playing the game. People are pressing the keys and looking at a screen and making decisions in their brains. Now the computer's not doing everything. So there is always going to be an element when two humans are playing each other in a competitive atmosphere that there has to be something, some way to determine, analyze the people um, and, and, and their, their inherent 
you know, emotional intelligence and their chemistry with each other. And, you know, you're going to get a kid who's 16, 7 or 18, right, who's literally never left his home or has not traveled much at all or doesn't fly well or doesn't, you know, never been on stage or whenever he's on stage, he has to be put somewhere because he's not used to being, you know, I've heard yeah. stories of kids having to call, call pauses because they were hyperventilating. So it's, it's, these are all things that happen and there's going to be, and we can always go back to the Boston team, same thing. Like you, we, that hopefully that's part of their process, putting the people and the personalities best way you can. So even in baseball, you're drafted, you, you're having interviews with like your scout, your scout knows you as a person. He can tell you this kid's super hardworking, obviously by his high school, whatever, you know, he gets good grades. All these things are factored into you being drafted. Um, so just smashing two teams together, obviously. And not, I know that's not what they're trying to do, but uh, uh, it is, it feels more of a publicity, like hype hype machine thing mm -hmm. uh, um, than anything else. So you have to, you really need to know your players and you need to know what they're willing to do. There's another thing that's that's a kind of a rampant problem. I think that's been kind of a, a thorn in the side of esports since it's really it, in the last 15 years is the, the, it's hard to learn professionalism or structure when you're playing in your house and you can leave or turn off the computer whenever you want or just not show up for stuff. Um, and there's a there's an element of like structure that you learn. Um, and it's important that teams know that about you, that you're like, I show up practice. I take this very seriously, not because I've already played, you know, whatever. But uh, that is an element of something they need to know. So as you as you put a team together, you need to identify those things. Like you said, some people like to talk when they're playing the whole time, even if they're not the main shot caller, or, or they like to, <laughs> they like to get overzealous, right? Because video game culture is very ha ha gotcha, you know, like uh, BMing. So yeah. some we've seen that we saw that in World Cup last year, where people get a little bit overzealous in front of their team, and they get picked and get they lose the next team fight. Uh, uh, knowing that stuff, knowing what type of guy you're player, and putting the right people around to keep yeah. those people in check, and then also. The, the kind of rah-rah people that bring the people out of their shell, adding that all together. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's baseball. Last year, the Minnesota Twins lost 103 games. We were one of the worst teams in the history of baseball. We had no leaders. None. Like, nobody spoke after we lost. We added a few guys this year. We had the biggest turnaround in the history exactly. of baseball. Exactly. So, and they, I can honestly say that 80% of it, we had the same team. 80% of it was that addition of chemistry. Like, two guys made the yeah. difference. They didn't even make a huge difference on the field. They made a big difference in the clubhouse. Yeah, it's just it leadership. Is, it is extremely important. It's, but it's good leadership, right? Yeah. That's like another key thing there. It's like, right? Like it could have been one person who was just tilting the entire team and suddenly you're, it got even worse, right? And I think that that's like kind of my point here is that like yeah. it doesn't sound like it was a decision made with a lot of thought. thought? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. More just, thought. yeah. Yeah. Well, when well, you like buy really an entire roster, yeah. When you. I think when you buy an entire roster like that, it, you, you it's easy to to point that out because you know, like you said, you know, it, it's unless you're planning on just using them. If they were the first six players, that'd be one one thing, right? But we're talking about these are the last six players, so it's even more of like questionable in terms of like how, how this is going to work out. Uh, and that that team changes a lot too. You know, like we thought we knew what it was, right? Now it's like something completely different and. Yeah, it's going to take some time. We might we might even see some players drop off. Who knows? Like, I know the rosters have to be confirmed, but Flame, like, can you if there's something 
like let's say a player is just very disgruntled and you just don't want him anymore. Like, can, are you allowed to just like wave him? Like, just get rid of him? Are we are we allowed to drop pe- players from these? I teams? don't know how contracts work because there's like yeah. an enactment date where like the contract starts. So I don't know if you can like terminate before then. I don't know if it's like in good faith that that won't happen. I mean, you might have to still pay the guys. So I mean, obviously that would suck. But, yeah. You can definitely yeah. cut people, but you have to pay them their whole salary. Yeah, That's exactly. part of the Overwatch League deal. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Which is really good. <laughs> yeah. from my, my opinion, like these guys, they need these like insurance like, policies. Things, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. So again, like another storyline for that roster too. So this you know, this is starting to to become pretty spicy. This is gonna be fun, you know, like once the, the season starts and we see how these things come together. Uh, more teams obviously coming soon. I mean we we've again we've only touched on like maybe half the, the league. So I think that um you know we're gonna be seeing a bunch in the next week leading up to BlizzCon and I'm yeah, sure BlizzCon know, will like, how many rosters do we know? Like three? I think so. I think like the Boston now we know like um, Boston, we know Seoul, Valiant. We know the Valiant's uh Eh, I don't, do we know the whole thing? I don't think we, we do. Know most of them. We know most yeah, of them. I mean, we know most of them for a bunch of teams, but like, yeah. we don't know the full thing for anything. Oh, but two, we don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know the full one for barely any of them. I'm just saying, there's a lot of announcements to be made between now and yeah. BlizzCon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if the whole Overwatch, like, <laughs> you know, when uh, during the keynote, if the entire Overwatch section is just announcing these teams and rosters. I hope yeah, not. Like, to, I, I would assume that they're trying to avoid that. I hope not. I hope there's a. Why would you want thing. your team hype to be? Overlook or what's the word overshadowed by BlizzCon? I don't think you do. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see what ends up happening. There has to be something big at, at BlizzCon. That's just, I mean, I I don't foresee there being giant game stuff. You know, like there's gonna be a new character, there'll be a new map or something, maybe a new animation. But <laughs> I hope that there's a new hero. That's not enough. Not... I mean, we got remember we gotta go last big, year. Dude. Last year was so weird because Sombra got announced like a long time ago, and then Sombra showed up at BlizzCon. <laughs> and I remember there were streamers. I think it was like and see, I don't think Seagull was there because Seagull was playing. But there were a few streamers that were stuck at BlizzCon just playing 66 Sombra the entire time. <laughs> I, I don't know why that like. It's like some crazy torture, but maybe there'll be a new hero and that'll happen. There again. has to be a new hero. What do you mean? Like, what are there they going to announce? There hasn't even been hints, dude. Trevor, what are they going to announce at BlizzCon, dude? I mean, you, I, it's got to no be idea. a new hero. Like, remember, we heard the Terry Crews thing with Doomfist forever before, though, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, who? I, who? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's Blizzard, man. They're. <laughs> You think that they're just gonna drop a new hero in and be like, surprise, surprise? Okay, I mean, to to your point, that you May has her own game now. Yeah, I mean, just a spinoff game called May. If they don't announce a new hero, I'm going to be so disappointed. No, no, they can't announce new heroes. It has to be done. I mean, well, they announce a hero, then they put it in PTR. All right, it's that. Okay. 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 They have to do that. If they don't do oh, that, yeah, what, what about that space monkey? About? There was a monkey that like didn't like Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like that, or the chimp. queen, or I mean, there's, like, yeah, there's the, yeah, the, the queen of Junkertown. Yeah, there could be any of those things. Soundquake. Soundquake. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. But anyways, enough speculating about BlizzCon. We can speculate some more, maybe on Tuesday or or whatnot. But um, a few bits of news, and we'll um, uh, just maybe a new game. Yeah, just a new game. Overwatch, Hearthstone, exactly. New, new spinoff for competitive. Yeah, we haven't got a chance to talk a <laughs> World Cup with you at all, Trevor. Um, so uh, all the teams are boot camping right now. I know USA is like you know in in the midst of that right now. Um, 
Yeah, but what's your take on the whole World Cup event, Trevor? Like, super excited, super hype. You're going to be um, watching that for the most part at BlizzCon, or what? What's oh, your yeah, plans? I'll, yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be catching as much as I can. Yeah, uh, I think it's awesome. Like, I, anything that like the whole premise of regionalizing teams, franchising, that's still kind of I mean, the coins up in the air for me with a lot of stuff like how quickly that's going to be adopted. Like. Mm-hmm. How quickly like cities are gonna be like, yeah, shock. You know, I don't, I don't really. Actually, San Francisco probably has the best chance of going quick, <laughs> but <laughs> some of these other traditional uh, places maybe. Uh, but the World Cup, the one thing everyone always identifies right with right away is is, is country. So yeah. like, uh, uh, and then there's just so many really good players spread out that you can see some matchups and some some things. With the exception of you know, kind of Korea crushing everybody, but uh, there's some really really good teams. So. I, I well, just, see, I, I, you know, we we had basically a mini version of what we're seeing with all the Overwatch League teams when we did the yeah. committees. So, you know, like the Overwatch, the World Cup teams are are like a miniature product of this process already. So, um, you know, the USA team was there were a bunch of teams that there were a bunch of players that some people were like, oh, really? Wow, you know, and and so you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there too, right? Like the Korean team. Is is you know again I think a little bit of a mixture right it's still primarily more I think most of a, a single team but you know I, I think there could be a chance that maybe they don't perform quite up to speed like in that first round that's what everybody's hoping right everybody's hoping I hope that someone beats them yeah the US pulls that up exactly sweet. if the US upsets the I mean that's going to be it, just it'll the be biggest like the movie miracle we'll <laughs> beat Russia and hockey exactly just to make sure we win the rest of it. I don't think it's uh, that's a stretch. Yeah. You know, Overwatch, hockey, 1990s. I mean, I just spent like, I don't think it's that big of an obstacle. I think USA can probably do it. If there was ever a patch and a team that could pull it off, I think it's this one. Oh, man. That'd Dude. be awesome. Oh, man. Great for the game. <laughs> that would be amazing for the game. That'd be amazing for the event, too. So, um, I mean, like, all the Korean fans are just like, Mercedes. doing me right now. They have yeah. one of the, like, one of the better Zens. Like, Rocket Zen is obviously really good. Fact Fiction is really good. Cool Match really good. Like the They're whole team good. is just yeah. really good. And then Lunatic High just got or Team South Korea just got smashed last week against. Oh, did they? I didn't watch that. They got three would but I forget the name of the team because again, it's almost midnight. <laughs> okay. But they got smashed by a Challengers team, and apparently, yeah, Ryu Jae Hong is not playing on. He's like playing Lucio, and like what? Toby's playing Mercy or something. So the team is like actually just in this weird. Wait, wait, wait! Are spot. they were they just goofing off? Like, what's oh, yeah, it's Element Mystic. That was the team. So they weren't Element goofing off. Really good. No, they weren't goofing off. It was a good. Dude, it was a good match. Watch, man. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well, they they do have an issue with mercy there. I I, I can see that. I mean, um, I'm hold on. I need to. I want to fact check myself before I say something. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm definitely excited. And um. You know. Obviously, there's a lot of other great matchups too. And China's really good too. By the way, guys. Like, like I think a lot of people are just sleeping on China. And China's going to be super strong. We've already seen some of their teams go head to head with the Korean teams in, in the last week or two. So, um. Anyways, while he's doing that one, update a few more things. Um, C9 raised their Series A, $25 million, So we've been talking about that for a while, and they finally uh, closed on that thing, uh, which is huge. You know, that involves some athletes too, like, you know, your fellow uh, MLB player, Hunter Pence, and uh, I think a few. Are there any other athletes in that? I forget. Um, I'll have to look here. I think Hunter Pence was maybe the only one. 
but um, lots of big names too just involved. Yeah, if you guys want to definitely check out the uh, article here, uh, Jacob has a um, an article he released on uh, Sunday, I think. It, yeah, Sunday. So, oh no, Tuesday, Tuesday. So it's in our notes too. If you ever want to check out our notes, you can always find that in the comments here. Um, did you fact check it? You get to talk about it now. Oh yeah, I mean, I was gonna say like <laughs> you have this team with two DPS players that nobody's seen in like I don't know four months. How long has it been Ew. since Luxury Watch Blue has played in front of a crowd? I know, right? It, it was like yeah, I know. Well, I mean, if it's so, flower, like, you're though, mixing that. It's flower. I mean, geez, it's yeah. Like, how okay. bad can flower get? <laughs> I'm not saying get bad. I'm just saying like, <laughs> do you know the synergy on that team? It's like I don't know. Well, they're working there's, it out now. There's reasons yeah. to think that they might not be as good comparatively as they were. Chasing the armor. Yeah, chasing yeah. the armor. There's some, there's some weaknesses. Playing in America, too, man. Don't understand. They've got Sinatra, the 150k miracle kid. Yeah. He's coming in to take some names. A miracle slam kid. Some Korean. <laughs> So will, I want to know if the teams were, are not they're not going to be will they be in booths or are they going to be out in the open where the freaking crowd can just roar because that that's going to be booths are you kidding me it's like illegal to have booths in California or something <laughs> I hope not I hope there's not man so that they no, can just hear us roar oh, of course they're going to hear us roar it's going to be the same stage as last time yeah it's the where oh, it's going to be the exact same one in the arena you think okay probably. They're just gonna move There's not gonna there. be booths. There's not gonna be a roof or glass. Yeah. I okay. will guarantee you. Because that that you know that room can get loud, dude. Of course it can get loud. The U yeah. have you the USA chants are gonna be in full force. You just gotta tilt dude, them. I've I've heard it when StarCraft 2 went crazy, you know, has it's gone crazy. So USA competing in that room is going to be epic. Awesome. And you're gonna have Captain Plan in the front too. You know, I'm sure. So <laughs> it's gonna be good stuff. Um Another bit of, bit of news. He had two retirement announcements. Too easy. Too easy. You know, definitely a, um, just a long wow, time. I'm so surprised. <laughs> in, in a wing haven also. Uh, both these guys are uh, announcing retirements. So uh, long timers. They've been around since the beginning of beta, right? They so, actually started on the same team. Yeah? Oh, did you? Oh. Uh, they did, I think, right? I'm pretty sure it was Splay? Reunited Wing Haven and Reunited. Oh, no, they, they, they started. I thought you said you started. Yeah. I was like, they were on Splay. What? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they did start on the same team. So kind of sad, but at the same time, like you said, I mean, they, they really haven't had too much going on and they haven't played that much, you know, like in the last few months, too. Um, but yeah, so uh, just some more, obviously, players. We're going to see more and more of that, I'm sure. Um, but okay, why don't we talk a little bit about Apex? Like we we definitely spent a lot of time on the Overwatch League now. But Apex, so GC Busan versus Runaway. This is like the grand finals everybody was kind of hoping for going into the playoffs, and uh, they did not disappoint. They went the distance, went to Game Seven, and you know to be honest, almost every, every single map was close. Like it, I, I wouldn't say there were any like huge blowouts in every in any of them. Uh, right off the bat, too, just like they're, um, you know, just the, the the game one in Nepal was like super super close too. So anything you guys want to talk? I mean, we can just talk about anything here, just to kind of throw out whatever you want to throw out in terms of like the games and any of the drama, anything, anything. You, you I just want to know if Runaway had won the last uh, map, would they be the ones bought by C9? Yes, that is the only question <laughs> oh I God. have about these finals. I yeah. enjoyed them; it was a good series. Like yeah. you could see the strategic plays like 
it was interesting because I'm pretty sure Busan started off with profit on Tracer for like yep. the first three maps, then the last three maps he switched to Genji. Yeah. Like that that's was cool good to see. Genji too. Wow. And like they their DPS are obviously very flexible, but I mean that's the real thing that sticks out in my mind is would Runaway be would it be Runaway Panthera? C9, oh my god, that that's. <laughs> C9, that's, run Panther, run DMC, run C9. <laughs> God. Run C, run, run K. Come no, do away. Exactly. Run KDC. Run KD, run KD. KDC. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of noticed the same thing too. I mean, it, it was interesting to see Pro uh, Prophet switch over to Genji and he's really good on Genji. He was so fluid on Genji. It just kind of surprised me that that you know he was able to play both just as well and and who rag playing tracer too that was <laughs> that was interesting um but trevor how did you enjoy the the match or anything pretty hype match for you too oh yeah i when i watch things like that i always compare like i'm big on if i'm gonna watch a professional play a game i play like for hundreds and hundreds of hours i'm gonna try to pick up as much as I can from them as possible. Yeah. Um, of course, like you said, uh, the the way that both teams adjust to each other was is is like that's kind of where the, the you can tell why they were in the finals because yeah. Uh, you so often you see guys come in with their comps, uh, they can adjust like a little bit one way or the other. They have a couple guys you can play other things, uh, just not as well, and then they either you know it works or they get stomped, and it's just kind of goes from the beginning to the end. This was so back and forth, and it was crazy too because. Uh, you know, not knowing that much about the teams, not seeing them as much as you guys probably have. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of, you got to, I had to rely a little bit more on like what commentators were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and kind of how each team was stronger on different, uh, different, Maps. you know, map yeah. types. Mm -hmm. And, and then sure enough, the other team was, they adjusted at that point. And then there were a couple that flipped the other way. Uh, uh, one and not the way that they're like, oh, wow. The team we didn't think was going to win this one won. Yeah, um, and it happened a couple times. It happened like four times out of the seven, uh, and and so that like as a viewer, you're like, okay, what's what's going on here? Something, <laughs> something's happening that doesn't usually happen. So, uh, but just picking out like even even because I'm a I play Diva quite a bit. Man, the Diva play on both sides is because Seriously. you know you follow Tracer around quite a bit, right? Yeah. And uh, the amount of time Tracer was shooting into nothing for for a Diva that was played the way she is now. Uh, was staggering yeah. i think that uh yeah. um and and just you know i'm a I'm, yeah. a I'm just casual but uh just this the 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 a lot of times the sports were like the last people alive too which is rare rare yeah. in team fights they're always down and that's what you know ends the fight so yeah uh the way they were protected by the rest of their team and and the team fights went so long um and that's why it was so evenly matched the whole time it's just yeah, from I mean, a general like viewer standpoint, it was really really awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the the maps were determined by just who had the better diva, like who who was actually protecting better. Uh, at least uh, at least two or three of those maps, I would say, was decided by that. There are a lot of really big support mistakes. I just remembered. Yeah, yep. it feels like I haven't watched. That trans it feels yeah. like this was so long ago, but there were so many like really botched alts. In the entire like oh, the, the, the transcendence like was map. killer. Yeah, I mean, but oh, then there was. I'm pretty Walter. sure Anubis involved like some comp where they just didn't run a second support, and yeah. on offense, and they just like kept bashing this Reaper Tracer comp into them, and then one of the players would die, and they never cap. 
And like, that was the entirety of Anubis. Like when you look at it, it's like, oh, okay, their right. comp was bad and they didn't execute it. Or like their comp had a window to win and they didn't win in that window. Um, and it, like, it's that always was, that first attempt. And then they just keep trying. Well, they used Snowball that. with the comp they had. Yeah. They could have easily done it, but I mean, yeah. they didn't. So that was like the entirety of Anubis. And I remember watching Eichenwald and I think the map before it, and there were so many support alt mistakes and the matches, like I feel like Busan could have easily capitalized on them. Mm-hmm. I think Cox is like way better at DPS. He's kind of like Jaehong. Not that Jaehong's better at support, but I feel like he has like this innate ability to just play DPS and it's like arguably stronger. Um, so what, not playing Ana and playing playing Zen? I mean, what do you mean? No, no, I mean like when when you see Jaehong go 76, you're like, damn, this guy's good. Or like oh, when Harry goes, yeah. Lucy, okay. when Harry switches yeah. to 76, you're like, wow. Yeah. I think that that's like kind of Cox's strength, but I don't think Cox's support all timings are as good as his hit scan and like deathmatch ability. So okay. like my favorite iteration of Runaway throughout the season was when they played. I want to say. I forget who they beat during the season, but I remember it was like Haxel and Lucio, and I think that was probably the strongest they've ever looked. Not to, not to take anything Lucio. away from Haxel, away away from them, but with Cox on DPS and a Lucio that's like fragging and everywhere that he needs to be, that team looked really, really strong. Who was playing so Genji? Like, they didn't. They had Cox playing like McCree and stuff. Oh my god. Okay. It was nuts, but it was like, I think that that was when they <laughs> that looked be the trip. best. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Because their alt timings were just better. I think, what, I think what you're talking about is they had they had the, in Anubis, they had two-thirds, or they had 66%, and uh, they had like a 6-4 advantage or something, and he, and he used beat with the advantage. And then other Lucio came out and beat and kept both supports alive long right. enough for the whole team to come yeah. back. And yeah. they had a distinct advantage for like a really long time and didn't win the fight because the beat was used way too early. Like just... Yeah, yeah. Point that, yeah, that, that's why. I happened. just felt like I, there were definitely transes that I remember on Eichenwald that were just like, "Why did what is happening?" Like yeah. everyone's just hitting Q all of a sudden, and it's like I don't know if it's like stage nerves or really close to W. Excuse my problem. <laughs> no, I think it, also was, it was just some panicky. People, I mean, yeah. some some of them were just I, I think a little bit panicky. But, and there were a lot of like, oh, they're Lucio beated. Guess I should beat. Yeah, too. But like, exactly. Speaking, it too. was like a one man beat or something. Some, but like. That's what I mean when it goes back to, you know, how high tier was the play. Like, if teams are making really, really big mistakes, then, like, you question how good it is. Does that make sense? It's like the difference between, like, it's hard to explain because people get mad when you say, like, oh, Busan's not the best or something. It's like if you're you're constantly hitting, like, one or two man beats throughout a series, but your team's winning Apex, like, can you say that they're bad? No. But, like, can you say that there's better plays that could have been made? Sure. And, like, I think if you're, like, trying to go for, like, that pinnacle of Overwatch, like, the top of Overwatch League, the alt usage needs to be cleaner from both of these teams. And, like, that's kind of where I was going in yeah, the sense of, like, that's... well, this team finished number one in Overwatch League, and it's like, eh. Yeah, but, you know, you're you're comparing against, like, this ideal situation where they are playing for the finals. I mean, th- we're, we're talking about games six and seven that were probably the sloppiest, right? And... I mean, it, it was kind of getting down to the nitty gritty. I mean, I mean, there were some uh, issues too, but I think the last two games were were a bit, um, you know, like some of these the alt timings were a little bit, you know, crazy or just a little bit more questionable. Uh, but both of them were doing it though. It wasn't just like one team, you know. What I mean, no, both, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, you knew something was going on with in terms of pressure and probably nerves and you know, just like some of these time we're talking overtime in some situations and time. You know, it's like it, definitely some panicky thing aspects going on there. Um, but it literally could have gone either way. I, I mean, I, I actually think that if that trans, like on Gibraltar, if Cox didn't waste that trans, I think that they might have won that map. Um, 
there was a trans on Eichenwald where or a beat oh, that didn't yeah, get off. Yeah, that someone like too. didn't drop beat, and if they had dropped beat, I'm pretty yep. sure they would have full health, and the match would have went the other way. Yep, it's like stuff yep. like that, like these really small mistakes that just like lose you the gamers, <laughs> or like just turn the entire map on its head. But that's how close this series was, you know, like this it, yeah. it really could have gone either way. So it was a fantastic final, uh, a good way to definitely finish se- off season six. And, you know, GC Busan it was, is really the, the dark horse of this entire, you know, second half of the season. So really great story there. Obviously, they got, I got him into the Overwatch League. So mission accomplished, right? I want to know, and this is another one of those like hypothetical parallel universe questions. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure MVP Space smash lunatic high in the beginning of the season and yeah. then yeah lunatic high stole their coach and then mvp space proceeded to be worse for the rest of the season i want to know what would have happened if lunatic high didn't snipe their coach he stayed on mvp space and how good mvp space would have been at the end of the season these oh are just like God, thoughts that, that pop that up into my seems head it's like so long ago but i do remember that first match yeah you're right I didn't realize. I, mean, they, they, I didn't realize they sniped their coach. Really, no, they did. They sniped I, the I coach. Know, that's that's like these that. are wow. these are the things that keep me up at night. Like, how good yeah. could you make MVP space, and how how good and was is the coach, coach a good man. pickup for the <laughs> coach? Is insanely good, right? If that's that, I mean, that just speaks more to how good the coach is. I think. I mean, they ran like this fire doomfist comp, and it was sick. But Lunatic yeah. had no hit scan players, so like it was yeah, just yeah. a smart thing to do. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know. These are things that keep me up. <laughs> Flame thoughts. Yeah. Um, but okay. Well, anyways, you know, congrats to, or kudos to OGN for you know, another awesome uh, season. We'll see how, what season five actually looks like. It'll be pretty interesting. See, and that, we won't be seeing Lunatic. <laughs> we won't be seeing some of these, you know, big name teams, but there's going to be still plenty of talent to, to watch uh, in the next season. Um, but anyways, I kind of reordered this. Kind of wanted to reorder just kind of like a minute interview with uh, you know Trevor here, given that you're our guest. And um, yeah, so wanted to ask you if you think Trevor, you know, like you know, I'm obviously just met you for the first time this weekend. I know you've been associated with Winston Labs for a little while, but kind of want to pick your brain a little bit and just uh, you know have our listeners, you know, kind of um, get a sense for um, you know just the kind of gamer you are and things like that. Uh, so you know, you're a major league baseball player, right? You know, we know athletes have all kinds of crazy regimens in terms of like preparing for the season during the season all that good stuff um so talk about gaming and how that kind of fits into all this and why you even got involved with uh winston labs and 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 everything like you know involving analytics on the overwatch side well i've been a uh i've been a gamer for you know shit like 20 years now wow (laughs) it hurts um it hurts what what do you mean it hurts it's great (laughs) Uh, uh, ever since me and my brother split our Super Nintendo for Christmas one year, so <laughs> gotcha. Uh, you know, I did World of Warcraft was a big, big problem from like 2007 to 2012 for me, uh, in a positive <laughs> way. But you know, what happened recently is I, I've dealt with a couple injuries over the last year and a half or so. Mm, um, yeah. this season I missed the entire season because of Tommy John surgery, mm. uh, um, had a re- repaired elbow, uh, so I kind of kind of a goal setting guy so i made the decision that i would pursue some things this season that i wouldn't be able to do if i were playing um and i've wanted to be involved in esports for a long time so now i have a lot of i have a lot of time um so i was figuring out what i wanted to do uh, in terms of baseball where baseball in general is moving very quickly into the deep analytics sabermetrics mm-hmm. type of way every every organization has like an advanced scouting department which 
puts the numbers together with like all the things I talked about before with the, with the scouting and the people, Money there's ball, always going to be yeah, all, that yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. like being able to prove on paper and also by knowing the person, connect those dots a little bit better and, and go from there, uh, get a use science to get a better idea of whether or not this person's going to do the things that we hope he can do um, and get, get a little bit better making those decisions. So I saw an opportunity uh, uh, and uh, started doing some, uh, some research into kind of where that is in, in esports. Uh, mm -hmm. Took me all the way back, kind of like 2009, 2008, 2009, 2010, just all the time I spent on Elitist Jerks trying to figure out you know, <laughs> what, what gem to move around. Right, right, right. You know, max, like, get, get everything exactly where I wanted it to be. And I came to the kind of conclusion that people who play video games who are serious about it kind of think in this way. Um, um, it's all math really is what a video yeah. game is it's ones and zeros so i um, mean it's all because it's a computer program it's trackable and it's a monitorable and it's that's a word and it's uh, uh <laughs> all this stuff exists um and then the overwatch league was announced so uh i was like i love overwatch i i was linked up with a few people to try to kind of build out a vision uh started a company that involves that uh, a partner of mine is Dennis Matz, aka Baroy, mm -hmm. the runner of Winston's Lab. Um, so Winston's Lab has kind of been a part of it. Uh, I have a couple other guys, a guy from Rivalcade named Epic, or mm -hmm. Jake Lauman. Um, Kevin Hitt is a uh, is a journalist that did CS:GO analytics um, and developed like ranking algorithms there. So we kind of put together this team um, to try to figure out what we could do for. Overwatch League specifically, but then ever, all Overwatch players because I kind of yeah. have this idea that um, I think if you're the best best in the world at something um, and and there's enough people that want to watch you do it, you're an entertainer. I'm an entertainer. I play baseball. I entertain people. That's what I'm supposed right, to do. Right. I don't want to actually make anything or build anything, right? Right. So uh, that's, you know, video games are for enjoyment. Um, people cool. want to watch people play competitively. So I think you should be... I think it should the, the scene should get to a point where people are being paid accordingly, right? Um, right. And okay. so uh, that a lot of that comes, a lot of that comes, a lot of the things that come along with that is is fandom and hype, and kind of just like why people watch and get excited about things. And they're doing a Blizzard is understood a lot of these things, um, but also getting the information that proves that people are good. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. It is to like yeah, well, yeah. show you the difference on paper. Them. Right. Right. Which that's is valuable right. to teams. Right. And valuable to to fans. But also the biggest thing is I want fans to be able to compare themselves to professionals. Right. So right. that so that you have that hope that if I'm good enough, I can go play at the highest level. That's right. kind of where I got. So cool. We developed this company. Winston's Lab is, you know, as, as a lot of you know, they do a little bit pretty in-depth number analysis, uh, a lot of things. I know we were talking about it. Uh, one of the challenges has been, you know, data sets and like 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 sample sizes, Yep. Um, which is something that we're working so hard on right now is because there's no API in Overwatch, like a lot of you guys know. They it's need hard to, to pull, open that up, man. It's, it's hard to pull stats out of custom games, which is what every professional game's played in. So right. uh, um, we actually, Simon Pinfold, aka or Muon, who developed Overtrack, is also one of my partners. So he, nice. we're using his uh, standard API yeah, yeah, yeah. tracker, pulling stats, and then let Baroy go to town on it because that's I think that's where the purest data is. Um, right. And we're just getting as much as we can. How that pertains to teams is 
we developed a, a platform that involves right. video coaching and things. There's this, it hasn't been quite, I don't want to go fully in depth in it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're providing okay. a lot of tools cool. for, for pro teams and then eventually everybody. So right, well, let, let, let's dive in a little bit into the analytics okay. and just talking about that. So, um, obviously flame, you know, you've been involved in a lot of, um, you know, uh, just players and, you know, just being an analyst, right. For the, in the community. And, um, how much would you be, you know, how much would, would you use analytics right now in terms of like scouting players and, you know, making decisions based on that? Like, like some of these I teams. Hate, I hate match stats. I like map stats. Okay. I don't think um, there's value in match statistics, which is a lot of what we get right now. Like, I don't want to see the stats from a team across four maps. I want to see like just the one specific map and eat for okay. each four maps. So like, there's like a weird disconnect right now, I think, where people are putting a lot of value in stats. I mean, this is like the unpopular opinion or like my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't like if a team plays a best of three and you would say, okay, this team beat this team. And I don't know what maps they played or what the score lines were of like, did they play Anubis or did they play Hanamura? Hanamura is slower. So you'll have a lot more fighting on Anubis and your DPS will be, your damage per minute will be less than it would have been or your damage per minute would be less on Hanamura than it would be on Anubis, so like what I know. And then if you played, I don't know, Li Zhang versus if you yeah, played yeah. Oasis, where it's Oasis has different. like 20 yeah. minute team sure. fights, another one doesn't. So like right now I think that there's like this weird point system that they have, which I think is like kind of bizarre because I don't know how it's calculated and like what maps contributed to their scores. I'd rather see like how well, how many kills one player got against another team or against another player, you know, like where did yeah. the tracer match up? Who won the tracer one v ones the most? Or like who got the better end of the tracer duels? Who got the better end of the tanks? How much shield or how much damage do they average block with their primals? Or how much do they take? Right, right. So like that's like really useful. But again, you need an API for that. So like sure. I think eventually analytics will be really good. But right now I find it really hard to use them correctly without having really really specific. Yeah, I mean, I'm all. assuming that it will get to the point where we can get whatever stats that we probably want. I think my question is is more about is it going to be possible for us to have like these singular you know these singular stats that really do show you know like the measurement of each of those players because you know in Overwatch unlike say let's just throwing out something like football you know just just from a fantasy standpoint right um, you know the the thing about Overwatch is it really depends on what strategy you're running too, like as to what your yeah. stats are going to look like. Of course, it like. does. It you know has I mean? to do with so the comps and like yeah. If a team so is KDA is tank, even like I don't I don't even sometimes even think KDA sometimes is like a little bit like questionable at times. But um, so I, yeah. Anyways, I'll, I'll pose that question. You can you can answer it. So, like, are, are we going to have any singular stats? We're going to be able to do that. Yeah, the technology Here's, is there. Right? <laughs> the technology is there. The data is there too. Like you can get how it's you can go as deep as you want into what is being what metrics are being like recorded we, as you like not any person right because there's no API but Blizzard could do it uh, yeah. they could put the framework in place to let you see it and then it's the 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 way that and and obviously there's there's an element of some guns have spread. And some guns, like there's RNG. It's just there's RNG. It's a video game. There's RNG everywhere. There's less in Overwatch than say PUBG, for example. But uh, uh, the way that you kind of start to negate to a certain point RNG 
is just mountains and mountains and mountains of data. So I think that it is there. I think that the same way that you talk about accuracy, right? You're like, okay, this guy has whatever X percent as of headshots as McCree, whatever. Yeah, accuracy, I can of see course, that. Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. as that person plays hundreds of hours of games on McCree, that, that can be taken more as fact. But again, then you have to say, okay, who was he playing against? Was there ever even a tracer on the other team? How often? And then, but you need to be able to sort that stuff down and then create metrics off that and get more and more and more and more specific. What we hope to do is help teams start developing their own strategies, just like, just like the mountain of stats there are around baseball, which is insane because it's literally throwing a ball and someone trying to either catch it or hit it. That's it. And the amount numbers there are for that is crazy. The amount of numbers for six different characters that do four different abilities and and well, and against the other six the yeah. ways you can do it is just crazy you just have to get like it needs to be it's going to take time that's what i'm saying well, the, but thing I think about, the thing about overwatch how it's different than baseball though is that i feel like there are way more scenarios in oh yeah in overwatch that's and there are baseball crazy. you know what i mean baseball's the amount of data there yeah, is insane yeah i mean it, it's like i think exponentially larger actually because all kinds of craziness crazy different things can happen when you have like all these crazy moving parts right um but just as an exercise let's just say we had fantasy overwatch what would the stats be i mean i think then you could just pull the winston's lab like point system or whatever like that's how you have to do it right you need like you need some scoring metrics isn't that the entire point it's like oh yeah, is- this defense got me 50 points today like stuff like that's cool. I mean, back to I don't know. Like that's what you need. That like that's, that's what, uh, that's I'm what I mean. yeah. For. We we do need something. We do need some kind of but like we're kind of, of there. Quality, in my opinion, in some way, metric. right? Yeah. Like I mean, Winston's Live definitely has that. It's just like like for me to use it, like I'd want to know. You know, how often does this tracer go for medic kills? Like what are, what's his percentage of kills yeah. that are on mercies or whatever? Yeah. You know, like healers and like how often does this guy pulse bomb tanks versus how often does this guy so then you can tell your diva hey maybe you should like keep your matrix up for this winston because this tracer always goes for tank pulse bombs yeah and like there's a lot of stuff you can do with that but we need that api man. we should uh we should speak outside of this uh, yes we will, we will. Because, uh, i think <laughs> that we have some things that uh that might interest you uh, <laughs> along those lines uh already already there at least to a basic level and we're expanding on it but yeah, yeah. i mean this is the type of stuff we're looking to do yeah from a co- yeah. from like a coach and a team strategy perspective there's definitely a lot of value post but i meant more like i guess from an analyst you know caster kind of perspective like that stuff would be super sick to be able to pull in real time so that's where like i'm kind of you know well, hustling it's, on the blizzard it's, right now. it's one of those things too it's just that it hasn't been developed yet you know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody just needs to come up with this, whether it's like an actual algorithm that no, you, you definitely know, need an API at the end of the day, like pulling the yeah. kill feed and like doing crazy computer image processing is nice, but that's like super over the top unnecessary. The game's already tracking how many headshots you're hitting. It knows how much damage a tracer pistol does. It knows whether or not you hit the bubble. It knows all the stuff. It's yeah, just it not, knows everything. Yeah. It's just not pumping it out. And like, that's, that's the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, the analytics space is fascinating. It's awesome that you're you're um, you know obviously very very invested into it, Trevor, and um, excited to see what it ends up you know what, coming from a lot of the, these uh, projects you're working on because it's it's a very very rich space and it's one of those things where I, I'm not sure if I've said it on the show before. It's like one of the things I considered doing when I kind of came back to the whole you know gaming esports space um, was doing analytics like i almost started my own analytics site and just going full out on that 
Um, but in the end, I ended up deciding to kind of come back to content and, um, you know, doing the shows again. So dev, very, very big interest in it too. So Chan Manalytics. Oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly, man. I already had the name and everything, man. It was like amazing. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a few, uh, oh, actually we got one Q and a question here from, uh, uh, the me 55. And if you guys are interested in writing into us, go ahead and uh, email us at the overview at chainmanv.tv. Uh, he said, I was wondering what, what should we be looking forward to in OWL that can now that contender, wait, that contenders didn't have, I know better spectating and stats, but, but will, what will the 20 million per team be spent upon that will make it great? I'm looking forward to OWL, but I'm just curious. Okay. So I guess the question is, is all right, everybody's in LA we're in the arena. Um, you know, we saw contenders in the arena, right? Um, what can we expect from uh, OWL? Better teams. <laughs> Better teams. I mean, um, there's like this yes. is like a this is kind of a loaded sure. question. Like he's For asking, sure. he's. I mean, For the question sure. at its base is like, what makes this better than a year-long contenders land? Uh, okay i mean it is kind of a year long that's, i mean, that, I mean that's, that's what i'm yeah, saying like that's like the base of yeah. the question is like why should we like yeah. i mean there's like so many answers to that like the first one i think is probably like the regionalization not the regionalization but just like the localization you know the teams having areas i think that this is like a problem that blizzard wanted to tackle and they're just using overwatch league to tackle it to see if it's possible and i don't mean that as like it's a testing ground i mean there's obviously going to be tests being you could argue that there's like stuff that's being tested whether or not it's going to work mm -hmm. But conceptually, I think that this is a really big venture. And I think that the concept of the 20 million buy-in is like, you know, like the way it is, is that all the teams are kind of working together. Like there's going to be banter on Twitter, but at the end of the day, all of the teams are kind of united in this, like, we have to make this work mentality. And I think that that's like really powerful. So I think from a marketing perspective and from a promotional perspective and from a, a feedback mm -hmm. and logistical perspective like all of these teams are going to want to have each other's backs because when profit sharing goes down like you need everyone to be doing well you can't have just one team popping off and all the other 11 are you know struggling so there's a lot of really cool behind the scenes potential for like orgs just working together that i think mm -hmm. doesn't exist right now and that's like something that i personally think is going to be really cool about overwatch league is that you're going to see teams like optic and like envy you know working together doing events and just like these bridges that are going to exist like you're going to have this bridge now between the patriots and immortals like that would never exist without this and there's like so much potential there to just bring people into yeah. overwatch that never would have ever been in overwatch and reach out to fans that would never have seen video games otherwise like you now have people who own baseball teams people who own soccer teams football teams That's that all have access yeah. to all of these marketing outlets all these big retailers, all this merchandising, and there's a sh like there's just a metric shitload of potential. I was gonna say shit ton. I don't know why I didn't, but like there's a metric shit ton of potential for like just this to explode. Yeah, and I think it's more like can it happen? I think that's why it's gonna be bigger and better than contenders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the marketing is the part. I think that's gonna be like, I think the biggest thing you're gonna see. Overwatch League events marketed in a way that you've never seen. I think anything marketed in, in the, the Overwatch space. So um, I think that's going to cause, obviously, a lot more fandom and, 
you know, it's just going to be hyped up more, you know, like contenders was not hyped up barely at all. Like it took like weeks before, you know, even just the, the hot take, you want to hot take contender season zero with Seagull streaming the entire tournament. That was, was bigger like, than everything was else. Probably bigger than the entire <laughs> season one in terms of like hype moments and stuff. I mean, like, it was Calvin and Seagull. I mean, Calvin it was and the chipmunk streaming time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, now imagine this: you have Seagull on Team Envy. You have Team. You have Taimu and Seagull, and I mean, you have got yeah, like behemoth. Yeah, you're gonna have like behemoth type of marketing that's gonna be going on. And uh, yeah, so also I think just from the standpoint of broadcast, you're gonna see a product that's way better than we've seen. And oh, yeah. you know, I, I mentioned it before, and Trevor, you know, you talked a little bit about it too. It's just like God, the Apex. As much as I love the matches and, and whatnot. There were moments when all you saw were like ulted Genjis and just tracers, literally for like we five saw minutes Genji straight. Ult, every it single was one. like not what we want to see, dude. Not what we want to see constantly. That was that was tough. Uh, so um, you know we're gonna see something better than that, and that you know has a lot to do with the spectator, the new spectator that we're talking about, as well as just the the spectating staff and you know d- director, which we've talked about in the last few weeks too. Um, so yeah, be excited. I think we should all be excited about it. And, um, yeah, it's going to be starting like probably in a couple months now, probably two months from now, we might be seeing some preseason action. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, sooner, than that. sooner than that, I forget when two months, it's, December, months in, yeah. it's in December, right? I mean, it's two months from now. It's like early December. Oh, it's early December. December 6th like or something. It's oh, supposed sh- to be the first day. Oh my God. Okay. So that's coming up real soon that's gonna be sweet time flies man it feels like yesterday world cup was over qualifiers and now we're about to be at the finals dude it was like a year ago i'm like literally moving to la tomorrow (laughs) i haven't even finished packing i'm just here on this talk show it was almost (laughs) it was almost exactly a year ago that the league was even announced so this is i know it feels like yes i remember sitting because i was sitting in front of ann and jp at the wisconsin announcement and (laughs) people were just like laughing because they were like we're like are they gonna hand out combine crusher 99 everyone was like what is this video Oh, man. Like, well, I wish they would have had a one player called Crusher 99. I it just like, feels like it was so long ago, but it wasn't. Like, or it was, but it doesn't feel like it was. Like, people were like, I need to go register Crusher 99 on Twitter. And then, like, people were racing to the they, Twitterverse. You know what to, they like, need to do? They need to make Crusher 99 the 13th man, dude. They need to totally do that for, like, one of these these locations. That'd be awesome. Um, but anyways, guys, that's going to be it for uh, Q&A. I think that's it for just everything we have for the show. So um, a solid episode. Trevor, thanks for stopping by, man. I really uh, appreciate it. It was actually fun having get, getting a chance to talk all this uh, Overwatch League and everything with you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, anytime, man. You got any shout outs you want to do before we take off here? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna shout myself out. Go follow me on Twitter. <laughs> that's Thank the point. <laughs> Twitch, right? We're on Twitch. That's yeah. Yep. Okay, that's yep, what you yep. do. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Yep, definitely follow him on on Twitter. It's it was a Trev May sixty five, right? Trev May sixty five. Yes, that is my baseball number. That's right. You guys are so right. smart. Support so him on baseball too. Draft him in your uh, next next year. Dra- draft him in. Me. I'll be there in waivers. Do not draft <laughs> me. Do not draft. What I will be easily picked up for free, and no one will even think spot about starts. me. So. Spot spot release, man. Get some saves, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Come back player of the year. That's right. That's right. All right, man. Flame, you got any shout outs you want to do? 
Yeah, I mean, shout out to Virgin America for getting me to California tomorrow, hopefully. I mean, my Discord, everyone, everyone I don't know. I, like, there's so many people to shout out because I feel like I'm pretty grateful to be in the position that I'm in. But we'll talk more about it, that next week, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Next week, guys. Next week. That's a leak. The, the worst Sneak kept secret it. ever, probably. <laughs> no, well, I mean, there's more than just one kept secret, right? There's yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd give you a number, but that's not. Ah <laughs> oh, man, we need some leaks. A lot dude. of good secrets. <laughs> need some leaks. Wait, so you're moving? You're, you don't even look like you're moving. I'm not picking up my house. house. Okay, okay, I'm not. Le- I'm not leaving. Like uh, the, I don't feel like I'm moving because it feels yeah. like I'm going on a long year vacation to California. Because I'm not getting rid of the house. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> so okay. it's like I'm, I don't plan on getting rid of my furniture or moving out in any way. At least not right now. So it's going to be like. Like, See, like a, my Jersey home, you know, <laughs> yeah, vacation home for some apartment, <laughs> and then your Jersey. Okay, yeah. nice man. Oh, I, live, I already bro. got that. I already got that vacation home. That's nice, dude. In Central Jersey, <laughs> Central most popular Jersey. of the most popular of vacation <laughs> spots. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right, I got to round things out. Thank the two of you guys for uh, you know doing the show with me. It's a lot of fun. All the folks for watching, you guys are awesome too. Follow the channel if you enjoy the show, and uh, the vods will be up on YouTube.com/slash/ChamMV as always. If you want to check out some of the old shows we got, they're all there too. So they're they're awesome and amazing too. Uh, we're also on iTunes and um, SoundCloud.com/slash/ChamMV and Google Play. So if you want to find us there. Leave us a nice rating. That we greatly appreciate it. Helps when people are trying to find the Overwatch when they're searching for it in the you know the search engines and things like that. Uh, but other than that, guys, that's going to be it for this week. Um, next week we're going to try to do one on Tuesday. If we don't do it on Tuesday, then we're going to definitely do like a quick like you know 30, 40 minute show from BlizzCon, just talking about the updates and things like that. So. Uh, definitely, you know, check that out when, um, or be on the lookout for that. I'll definitely tweet about that. Follow us on the Overview GG on Twitter. But hey, Flame ZP for not showing up. Yes, Flame ZP for not showing. That's definitely true. You, you can do fish sticks too, <laughs> both of them. But uh, until next week, guys, we will see you next time. Later. Okay.